Get ready to hear the truth about America on a show that's not immune to the facts with your host, Dan Bongino. So Elon Musk responded back to a uh, post from Bongino Report. That's pretty interesting. Had a busy night last night dealing with that. Good for Elon. He's trying to, what he believes, correct the record. We'll see what happens with that. I've got that. Politifar strikes again, otherwise known as Politifact, the fact checker who cannot seem to get and surgically remove its head from its own rectum. And folks, a very serious story. Five alarm fires all around the world right now. Stories you may not have heard of that you need to. Uh, They are really, really serious. And uh, I'm a little bit concerned about where this is going to go. Welcome to the Dan Bongino Show. I've got that, including, again, a segment on liberalism blowing up in liberals' own faces. Three or four stories yesterday. Boom, boom, boom. How they are absolutely eviscerating their own credibility second by second by second. How anyone left is still voting for these idiots is beyond me. If you're looking for a firearm that's easy to transport, you got to check out the U.S. Survival Rifle from Henry Repeating Arms. It's a portable rifle you can put together and take apart in a few minutes. And then when you're not using it, you can store the parts in the little case it comes in. So small, it can be stored anywhere, in a go bag, anywhere. It's light enough to carry everywhere. Comes in black and two different camo patterns. You can pick one up for three to $400, depending on the finish. You can watch a few videos at henryusa.com survival. And while you're there, be sure to order their free catalog. Henry makes more than 200 rifles, shotguns, and revolvers in the role made in America, backed by a lifetime satisfaction guarantee and the best customer service in the business. Go to their website. It's henryusa.com and be sure to order a free catalog. They'll send it with free decals on a list of dealers in your area. That's henryusa.com for a free catalog and decals and to see the Henry U.S. Survival Rifle. All right, Joe, let's go. Here we go, Dan. Here we go, bro. Heavy news day today. Last yes. night. Busy night. I get a bunch of texts. I, I look, I'm look. i ready to go to sleep. I go to sleep early, like 9 o'clock or so. I do. I'm just, uh, I don't know, maybe I'm getting old, whatever. And I'm getting ready to go to sleep. So right before I, I go to bed, which I probably shouldn't do, I usually check my phone one last time, make sure there's no like text emergencies or anything like that. And I see five texts on my phone. I'm like, what the hell is it? Who's texting me five times at, uh, you know, nine o'clock at night? And uh, with a couple of friends of mine, they're like, look, Elon responded back to Bongino Report's tweet. Now, for those of you who don't know about Bongino Report, it is the conservative alternative to Drudge Report. It's BonginoReport.com. If you want your news in the morning, my humble opinion, it's the best place to get it. We have it broken down according to sections. We have a great health and fitness section, too. We have news of the day, top stories, national security, et cetera, et cetera. You get the point. So we have a Twitter account and a true social account associated with it, too. It's at Bongino Report. So we tweeted out a video of Donald Trump's rally where he said, Elon Musk told me he voted for me uh, on Bongino Report. We just tweeted the video. It says verbatim the tweet, Donald Trump, colon, Elon Musk told me he voted for me. Now, Here's the video we tweeted out. Here's the uh, the appropriate section we're talking about. Elon Musk, I guess, had a beef with this. Here, check this out. You know, he said the other day, oh, I've never voted for a Republican. I said, I didn't know that. He told me he voted for me. <laughs> so he's another bullshit artist, but he's not going to be buying it. So it's all we tweeted out. Exactly. Well, you guys heard that, right, Joe? Then yeah. It was, it's news, right? right? Donald Trump speaks, the former president. Uh, Talking about the richest man in the world and the purchase of a major social media company. That's kind news. of news. Yeah. Kind of <laughs> kind of a little bit. Like kind of thing we'd put on Bongino Report, which is a news aggregator, which we quoted exactly, by the way. Elon Musk told me he voted for me. Well, Elon didn't like that. Elon replied back to Bongino Report. He says, not true. Okay, well, I wasn't in the room when you guys talked. If you did, I have no idea. I mean, I'm going to have to, uh, you know, I'm, I'm going to have to tell you there's two conflicting stories about what happened. This is hilarious, though. Chaos ensues afterwards. Of course, uh, liberal lunatics all around the world were said, here's one guy, Daniel W. Dresner. Yes, by his avatar, you can probably tell he looks exactly like you think he would. He says, oh, no, this is really going to hurt the credibility of Trump and the Bongino report. How's it going to hurt our credibility? We quoted what he said. Am I missing something? Well, here's Dan Dresner. He's a professor, supposedly, (laughs) at the Fletcher School. Is that real? Is that even real? shaker of hands with Mel Brooks, Dan Dresner. Here he is. He looks exactly like you think he would. I don't know if that's even a real place. Dan Dresner, professor. Uh, how exactly it's going to hurt our credibility? Again, I'm, I'm unaware, but this just goes to show you again how the, the, the lib mind works. Well, now it's a serious story. Did he tell him that? Did he not tell him that? Obviously, two conflicting accounts. Now, I'm not mad at Elon for uh, tweeting back at us. Not true. Uh, it caused us a late night last night. I was 
answering a whole bunch of emails from people uh, asking me questions about which is bizarre because a Bongino report is managed by an editor, not me. And we only quoted what Donald Trump said. But Elon responded back later, replying to Breitbart, talking about Trump. He said, quote, I don't hate the man, but it's time for Trump to hang up his hat and sail into the sunset. Dems should also call off the attack. Don't make it that Trump's only way to survive is to regain the presidency. So this is, I disagree with that. I, I think he should run again. I've said that before. It's not a secret. But I do try to keep an open mind about these things. Um, I don't hate Elon either. Elon is you know, perfectly within his rights to say I didn't say that. And um, you know, that's why I'm covered on the show. I'm not mad at the guy. And I hope he's not mad at us for reporting it either. But uh, I support President Trump. I disagree with him on that. I think he wasn't given the chance to do what he needed to do for the conservative agenda uh, in the first term, given that he was bogged down with all of the Russia collusion nonsense. Um, I think it's a miracle he got all this stuff done. He did get done. Supreme Court justices, tax cuts, regulatory reform. I think that was astonishing. He would argue criminal justice reform. That's the one area we disagree on. But listen, I disagree with him. Just want to throw that out there because, again, liberals, they can't get their heads out of their asses. We reported what he said. What he said is news. Try doing journalism sometime. You claim to be a professor, Daniel W. Dresner, or whatever that is. I, don't even, I mean, come on. Give me a break, man. All right, moving on. I don't want to waste a lot of time on that. But please, check out BonginoReport.com. Make it your home for news in the morning. Drudge has gone complete. Forget it. I mean, he went off the rails two years ago. Now he's so far off the rails, they don't even know where the rails are anymore. Folks, there's five alarm fires going off all around the world. It gives me no pleasure to report bad news, but also... And I read a story this morning in uh, an Axios' morning newsletter. Key, this might explain a lot as well. Guy's a, he's, a, he's a big numbers guy like me. You know, we always want to make sure we're in tune with the audience and what you want. I was going to tell you this, but uh, Guy and I were having a different conversation this morning. For other reasons, I'll leave out of this. But um, there is people's interest in news is starting to wane a little bit. And Axios is speculating it's because there's a lot of bad news, which is, that's the irony, right? Isn't it? Liberals suck so bad. The suck fest of liberals is so bad that their greatest allies in the media cause people to tune out of their own programming because liberal policies create bad news. So news people can't get people to watch their product as they defend liberals. Is that is, is the irony not delicious? People are starting to tune out news. My humble request after telling you that is that you don't. Things will turn around. They always do. We have been in far worse places before. My gosh, if we would have lost to the Nazis, the world would be a completely different, vile and grotesque place right now. World War II, World War I, we were far less prosperous. Things are bad right now. I get it. But we got to stay in tune because we got to have the information we need to fight back. But here's what I mean. Or hiding it from you is doing you no good. And I'm not going to do that. couple recommendations from podcasts. People are like, well... Stop mentioning all the bad news sometimes. I'm not doing that. I'm not going to lie to you. If it costs me viewers and listeners once in a while, that's A-OK. Here's what I mean. It's five alarm fires, ladies and gentlemen, happening all around the world right now. And it's all, and I mean all, because of liberals, big government policies, authoritarianism, media goons, and socialists. They're causing all of it. Remember the lockdowns? That was a largely liberal promoted idea. Conservative states did it in the beginning, too. I'm, we, I'm not here to spin your wheels, but what happened? And you all know it. Everyone on the show knows it. And you and the libs watching me too. Conservatives got their act together quick. I was down here in Florida. The lockdowns were dumped. They realized they weren't working because they weren't stopping the spread or anything like that. They were just hurting the economy and conservative states moved on quick. Not liberals. Liberals locked them out of schools. They locked businesses because that's what they love to do because they're totalitarian thug authoritarian nightmares. They are a dystopian nightmare for your life. The extended lockdowns promoted by liberals who love them cause massive chaos in the airline industry and everywhere else. Employee shortages as people were laid off. Pilot shortages as they retired early. Folks, it's gotten so bad now. Look at this Business Insider story. Heathrow Airport, one of the largest hubs and most important hubs in the world, is now asking airlines to stop selling tickets. And it's capping passenger numbers amid the chaos here. Folks, it's a big deal. You're going to see more of this. I've been filtering through social media sites. I do show prep, so I have to read a lot of stuff all day on TikTok, Twitter, all these liberal platforms, Snapchat. 
Folks, there are videos all over TikTok of major world airports and security lines you would not believe. Three and a half hour waits, four hour waits. Heathrow can't handle it anymore. Liberal lockdowns. It is going to take us years to clean this mess up. Five alarm fires everywhere, folks. I gave you the easiest story to take first. Here's the next one. I want you to watch this. Tucker Carlson's show last night, something we've reported on often. A bunch of ESG, environmental, social governance, Green New Deal losers, thought it would be a great idea to push middle class and poorer countries away from chemical fertilizers and into what they call organic farming. Well, that organic farming didn't work out too well as a lot of the farms couldn't handle it, couldn't handle the costs, and wound up not producing. One of those countries was Sri Lanka. It's a story we covered often. Tucker Carlson addressed it last night, how the ESG environmental social warrior, social justice warrior crap is burying Sri Lanka right now. There's chaos all over the country. The prime minister and the president were forced out of the country. They've now occupied a lot of the government buildings. Here's Tucker talking about it last night, all caused by, again, big government Liberty, uh, uh, excuse me, a uh, liberal losers out there who want to flush your liberty down the toilet and enact their anti uh, anti liberty agenda on you. Here, check this out. The saddest victim of ESG is Sri Lanka. Once a prosperous country, right off the southern coast of India, Sri Lanka has collapsed. Inflation is over fifty percent. Food prices are up more than eighty percent. This week, Sri Lanka's president and prime minister had to flee the country. Citizens stormed their residences, went through their sock drawers, and swam in their swimming pools. It was just a few years ago that the World Economic Forum published an article entitled, and we're quoting, this is how we will make Sri Lanka rich by 2025. Weirdly, if you search that article online tonight, it's been deleted. Oh, weird, covering their tracks, but not very well. So how'd this happen? Well, in April of 2021, Sri Lanka's leaders banned chemical fertilizers. Now, 90% of the country's farms used chemical fertilizers. So what happened next? A third of Sri Lanka's farms shut down completely. Now, what happens when farms shut down? Hmm, quiz. Well, people starve. This is what the largest city in Sri Lanka, Colombo, looked like this week. Heathrow, passenger quotas, chaos in Sri Lanka. As ESG social justice warriors push fertilizers, organic fertilizers on fields, on farmers who can't handle it. Folks, this is, it's, unfortunately, it's not just it. Five alarm fires everywhere. Why am I worried about this? Because, ladies and gentlemen, global chaos eventually reaches our shores. There's no way around it. Global supply chains are too interconnected. World economies are too interconnected. There is no, we are not on an island here, okay? This island, this is not Tom Hanks Wilson in uh, Castaway. We are in an interconnected, globally connected world right now. This stuff spreads. Here's another one. It's a video. If you're watching on Rumble, you hear the audio. If you're an audio listener only, it's fine. It's short. As I warned about yesterday on my radio show, and I think on my podcast too, sometimes I, I'm not sure what I, I discuss. It's both, both on the same day. China enacted a bunch of socialist redistribution policies where they thought it would be a good idea, like authoritarians always do, to make uh, top-down decisions about the allocation of capital. Neatly said, without the unnecessarily verbose intro, China said, hey, we want to build a uh, Potemkin village over there, beautiful apartments to impress our international audience. The problem is nobody wanted to buy the damn apartments. So they built a bunch of Potemkin villages and reallocated a bunch of money towards a bunch of empty apartments, some of which people bought and never lived in, some of who never bought. That's causing a massive liquidity crisis with banks who are overly invested in this real estate market that doesn't have actual people in the freaking real estate. So now that the buildings can't pay their rent because there's no one actually in the apartments to pay the rent, the building owners are not paying the loans in the banks who then don't have the money to give to the people who deposited their money in the banks. Weird how that happens when you allocate capital politically and not by free market. Strange, right? 
Here's a video of a bank run happening all over China, a bank run, people trying to get their money. Well, I don't want to say all over China, but some very significant, I want to be clear, I don't act like a journalist, I act like a fact teller. Uh, those are two uh, separate things. Uh, bank runs in a number of banks in China, people trying to get their money out. Check this out. Again, this is the kind of thing that spreads too, ladies and gentlemen. It is an interconnected market. China owns a lot of U.S. debt. The Chinese Communist Party needs a constant distraction to stay in charge. Distraction from what? Distract people from the fact that they're freaking communists. And that they're running their lives in an authoritarian manner in the world's largest surveillance state. So if they need a distraction from banks running out of people's money, don't be surprised if pursuant to that need, you see or hear about increased talk of an invasion of Taiwan, which could set off World War III, depending on the response of the United States and its allies. Five alarm fires, folks. You may say, well, that's just London. That's just Sri Lanka. That's just China. Never say that's just China, but just in case you did, it's not. Dutch farmers also rebelling over a similar type program that they were trying to institute in Sri Lanka. Not exactly, but an ESG, environmental social justice warrior farming program, which is going to bankrupt a lot of Dutch farmers. You're seeing massive rebellions amongst Dutch farmers showing up in their tractors as well. Here's a guy who supports them interviewing with the great rebel news. Check this out. Why are you out here? Well, I, I want to stand behind the farms. That's why I'm not from a farmer family. And we see that the Dutch government is taking more and more away from our lives and is going towards a dictatorial system. And we have to draw a line in the sand. And these days, the farmers do that. They take the initiative. And that's, what I will, that's why I back them up. Because if we don't draw a line in the sand now, the... They will continue taking more and more of our property, of our land, of our house, and of our lives. Folks, these aren't just a few examples. This is really serious. As chaos breeds more chaos, order breeds more order. Those aren't just overly simplified, you know, tropes I throw out there. Chaos breeds more chaos. It gives the impression to others that they can jump in there too. And that they can do this. And in many cases, a lot of these people are understandably fed up with big government authoritarianism and the CSG crap. And here, a newsflash, folks, people don't want to be impoverished and starved out of their own countries. You blame Sri Lankans and Dutch farmers and Chinese asset holders and banks for objecting to their assets being confiscated? I don't. Folks, it gets worse. I'm going to talk about this story. I'm going to get to a couple of things happening here in the United States. I'm going to leave you with a bit of good news on this, though. CNBC, again, a story you're probably not hearing about, but you should. I'd love to be ahead of the news curve here because these things matter. CNBC, Europe on high alert as Russia temporarily halts gas flows via major pipeline. You probably heard about Nord Stream 2 and the controversy surrounding that. It's a pipeline from Russia directly to Germany that bypasses a lot of Eastern European countries. But if there's a Nord Stream 2, Joe, it's got to mean there's a what? There's a Nord Stream, Stream one, 1, yeah, which there is. And that's how Germany's getting a lot of its gas now in a lot of these European countries. Well, Russia just did its, quote, maintenance on the pipeline and shut it down. You know, winter's not that far away. We'll follow this story over the coming days, and I'm not going to get ahead of myself here. You jump... Uh, you know, jump the gun. But Russia's been known to use that Nord Stream 1 pipeline to engage in gas-based hostage-taking before in the past. I ask you this. What happens if Russia doesn't reopen Nord Stream 1? The Germans, who just rejected keeping a couple of their nuclear power plants open, what's going to happen in the winter? You're going to freeze out your whole population? You think Sri Lanka, you think China, you think the Netherlands, 
You think they're all in trouble now? Wait till Europe's largest economy, Germany, starts to freak out as they freeze out their own citizens in the winter. Things are getting ugly. Keep that hat on a swivel, man. All right, let me get to this, and I got a story here about how things get ugly here soon coming up, and the liberals are starting to, right now, they're starting to prepare you for a report coming out tomorrow. We'll keep our eyeballs on that. With cyber attacks on the rise, protecting your data security is more important than ever. So why is Congress considering a law that puts your data at greater risk of being hacked and exposed to foreign networks? The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill shifts billions in consumer spending to less secure payment networks, all so that corporate megastores can make bigger profits. Don't let Durbin Marshall steal your data. Visit handsoffmyrewards.com security and tell your senators to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Paid for by Electronic Payments Coalition. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games. Five alarm fires, ladies and gentlemen, going on around the world. Here's political playbook, the Bible of the left, uh, a pretty pretty far left site, but you can always use them in the morning. Eugene Daniels and Ryan Lizza as an aggregation email list uh, mechanism to figure out what the left is talking about, what they're worried about. That's what I use it for because I'm never going to do what the left did to us. Be surprised by Donald Trump. I'm not going to be surprised by them. Here we go. Brace yourselves, they're reporting. Remember, these are libs. They're telling you to brace yourself. Usually they hide the bad news. Quote, Wednesday's consumer, brace yourselves is really in there, by the way. In all caps, by the way. If if you're watching a rumble, you can see it yourself. Wednesday's consumer price index report could contain some dire inflation numbers. Quote, the White House expects June's CPI figures to be highly elevated, reports Bloomberg's Justin Sink. You know, uh, I mean, Joe, how long have we been talking about inflation? I've known you now, what, eight years? I don't know how long we've been doing this show. Yeah. We have warned so often. People used to laugh at us sometimes. Oh, but uh, inflation, there's not going to be inflation. I said, it's impossible that there's not going to be inflation. M2, when the money supply grows and productivity doesn't, you have more money chasing fewer goods. Now the inflation's here. You'd think you'd get like an attaboy from people. Ah, maybe we should have listened to Bongino. No, they're like, yeah, that kind of perfect. I mean, we've only warned about this, seriously, since I've known this guy. Now, here's a bit of the good news. There's this quote by this guy, Michael Hoff. He, wrote, he writes these fiction books, one of them called Those Who Remain. You may have heard this quote before. Michael Anton uses it a lot too. Hard times create strong men. Strong men create good times. Good times create weak men, and weak men create hard times. Why is that good news? Folks, we've grown soft. We have, and I don't mean physically soft. Matter of fact, I, I can almost argue the opposite. Uh, you know, yeah, a lot of these the younger kids have gotten, you know, flabby sitting around doing nothing all day. But, you know, there's been a fitness craze and a CrossFit explosion. I'm just trying to speak in practical terms, and my gyms have never been more crowded. You have people who are taking care of themselves later on. So I don't think we've necessarily become physical, maybe in aggregate a little bit, maybe in aggregate due to the, uh, you know, the, the, the inactivity of the younger generation. But I think we have become mentally soft. You know, Joseph Schumpeter, a uh, famous economist, always talk about, uh, talked about how capitalism would sow the seeds of its own destruction because we become so rich and prosperous that we would have really nothing to worry about. So we would find things to worry about. Like, uh, fictitious white privilege claims, CRT nonsense. This is the kind of stuff, you know, uh, uh, environmental ESG stuff we can't possibly work out because the technology isn't ready. Shumpeter predicted it. He was right. The good news coming out of these five alarm fires is I think the world is waking up. I do. I do. We're going to have to hit rock bottom. I don't think we're there yet. But when we do, I think the rebound is going to be glorious. I think on the other side of that darkness is going to be a new era of respect for liberty and freedom and potentially a decades-long run where we respect markets again, liberty and freedom, and we disavow censorship and all this leftist nonsense happening now. I'm just going to throw that out there. Hard times create strong men. The hard times are coming. 
if not here already. All right, let me move on. Speaking of that, communism, socialism, authoritarianism, how all this stuff is spreading around the world, it backfires, ladies and gentlemen, and it fails every time. The stories are right in front of our face. I just wish the liberals would open their eyes. Why do we have to make people suffer to create hard times? Is it just this genetic imprint of humans, this fallibility we can't seem to shake, that we have to suffer so much and understand the suffering and the suffering has to hit home before we'll change? I don't know, but I'm going to warn you about it. Here's a couple of stories I wanted you to see, showing you again how this stuff never works because it can't work. So St. Paul, sister city to Minneapolis, they thought it would be a good idea to implement a rent control policy. You know, Joe, rents are out of control, so the government's going to come in and control them. Well, rents are determined by a lot of things. They're determined by demand for the apartments, the cost of building, the regulatory costs. You can't charge rent no one can pay. Why? Because if no one pays it, you won't have anyone in your apartment. Is this hard? Is this hard? Is this hard to figure out? Why do you not have a Bugatti dealership in the middle of Haiti? Because Haiti's a struggling economy and you're not going to have a lot of buyers. So they don't have a Bugatti dealership in, 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 in parts of our urban Haiti because they don't have the market for it. Markets have a way of controlling this stuff. Governments don't. Governments are morons. But when you're authoritarian, when you're an authoritarian and you believe government can fix things like rent, this is what you do. And you say, we're going to control rent. So St. Paul said, we're not going to allow rents to more than rise by, uh, rise by more than 3% a year. Well, what happens? The Wall Street Journal reports, St. Paul's rent control backfire. Building permits fall, and so will the supply of affordable housing. So the issue, he says, shocking. Next time, it'll definitely work. He's right. Next, it's just next time, Joe. It's, it's never the socialism policies. It's the socialist. It's just a bad socialist. It's just the next time we've got it. So St. Paul says, we don't have enough affordable housing because prices are expensive. So government's going to control the cost. Controls the cost. Builders who now have to pay more because supplies cost more, because liberals caused an inflation crisis, can't charge only 3% more a year or they won't be able to make their banknote loans. Kind of like, wow, that's weird. That's what happened in China with the bank runs. Strange, right? So what do they do? Even after adjusting for COVID, building permits are down 55% in St. Paul, resulting in less affordable housing than if the libs just would have left it alone. They can't leave it alone. These people's heads, you can't remove them from their asses. Pardon my language. They can't. Shoved up there. If you ask a landlord who has 10000 a month in bills to pay his bank loan to only charge 8000 in rent, he's not going to keep the darn building because he can't afford his own mortgage. Is this hard, Libs? It's called math. Here's another beauty. The blaze, Paul Saka. California law may backfire terribly as 70,000 independent truckers could be forced out of work, unleashing devastating supply chain misery. I, I, I can't. The verdict is in. These people are effing morons. Sorry about the language, folks. I can't take it. California has this law, AB5, because California hates free markets and they love unions and unions wanted more members. So they said, we can't have Uber and independent contractors here who wouldn't belong to a union. This is what happened. So they pressured this dopey lawmaker to pass and push this AB5. You did this, this, and this. You have to be classified as employee, not independent, independent contractor. A lot of Uber drivers, DoorDash people, and truckers don't want to be employees. That's why they're independent contractors. This new law, truckers had an injunction against being classified as employees. The injunction now appears to be running out. Now, these independent contractors, upwards of 70,000, may not be able to do trucking. <laughs> Trucks, you know how supplies get to stores and stuff? So you, you think you can't get car parts, certain food items? You think you can't get exercise equipment? You think you can't get refrigerators now? Watch to see what happens in the coming weeks. 70,000 truckers in California ports find themselves off the roads liberals so dumb you are so stupid you are so stupid i'm disgusted we live in the same country which you that's thomas soul said that he said they never think of what's next thomas soul has said that repeatedly 
That is the hallmark of the moron imbecile left. Imbeciles, the dumbest people on planet Earth. They never, ever say, then what? We need more affordable housing. Well, let's just demand it by law. Oh, okay, so no one thought of that before you? And then they never say, oh, then what happens? They say, we got to cater to unions to get elected. So, oh, it's okay. Let's just make more independent contractors, union members, so they pay dues, which they can then give to us. No one ever says, okay, then what happens? Never. Get that crap out of here. That's a new one. I've never heard that one before. Yeah, very good. Here's another one for you. (laughs) More crap that we're putting in here. AP, choose your reality. Trust wanes and conspiracy theories rise. David Klepper, this article was just glorious. I read this yesterday. Just glorious. How the media and their focus on censoring content and promoting misinformation, like the Hunter laptop was Russian disinformation, Donald Trump colluded with the Russians, their endless, endless stream of conspiracy theories and then promoting censorship has resulted in what? Nobody believes the media now and more people believe conspiracy theories. Conspiracy theories like Donald Trump colluded with the Russians and Hunter Biden's laptop was Russian disinformation. It is just another example of the dumbest people on this rock we call Earth finding themselves being liberals in politics and in the media. That I'm breathing the same oxygen as these class one, tier one level imbeciles is an insult to me and everyone in my family. All right, let me get to my next sponsor. And I want to get to this, uh, again, the tragic irony of fake capitalists too. an amazing article in Compact Mag by Pedro Gonzalez about how companies are now going along with the communist agenda to try to appeal to dopey liberals. And they play right along every single time. And then we got to run DeSantis strikes again. Some good news. Okay, the tragic irony of, of, of socialists again. I just went through this whole segment, how they're causing five alarm fires around the world causing five alarm fires here and idiots with their heads stuck in their rectums can't seem to figure out that they're causing all these problems. Now, the latest one, the tragic irony of communists and socialists, notably the left, they're all communists and socialists, the radical left, the far left, that is, aligning with the capitalists they claim to hate to promote death. There's a great piece. I strongly encourage you to read Compact Mag. Be in the newsletter today, bongino.com slash newsletter if you want to check it out. Why bosses love hashtag girl boss. It's by Pedro Gonzalez. The gist of the article is, why is it that all of these communist, socialists, and radical leftists are now celebrating American corporations, American corporations that are promoting paying for abortions, crossing state lines? Well, have they figured out why some American corporations who are really, I mean, their, their, their intentions are, are, are corrupted. Maybe not legally corrupted, but their intentions are corrupt. Have they ever considered the fact that they attacked corporations and capitalism forever, but now in order to promote abortion and death, they love each other? Well, why are companies doing this? Gonzalez notes, why are America's largest firms so dedicated to maximizing abortion access? The answer is obvious. If misanthropic, family commitments are an inconvenience to corporations because they impede bigger bottom lines. Motherhood, especially, is an obstacle to productivity. Ladies, get your butts into work. Whack those babies back to work. Back to work. Folks, this is why I have always been a capitalist, not a capitalist. Capitalist means free markets. Free markets require healthy families to these destructive, again, corrupt in intent companies doing this to maximize getting the blood from a rock out of your female employees and to the liberals playing along. You're disgusting. You're nothing, you're doing nothing more than playing into what the radical left socialist agenda has been for a long time, these corporations, which is to destroy the American family. Why? It's a source of objective values. It's competition for the state. Ironic, right? You guys get this? That free market, supposedly capitalist companies are promoting the single greatest communist agenda piece, the destruction of the American family? Greed, man. Greed. That's the real unfettered capitalism AOC talks about all the time, yet she doesn't even know it. Now, this communist ideology has infiltrated American firms for a long time. Another great piece in the Wall Street Journal today, Chinese Communist parties and Western firms. Chinese Communist, the CCP has been pushing for a long time, folks, to get these communist cells 
within American companies. Oh, there's BlackRock again. BlackRock, a trillion in assets managed by Larry Fink, who expressed his admiration for authoritarianism in the past. Managed a lot of money, BlackRock. Wall Street Journal piece notes, BlackRock's the world's largest asset manager and one of the leading advocates for increasing financial ties with China. Weird, right? Strange. American companies aligning with communist cells, killing babies in the womb to maximize production and destroy the American family. They note, given BlackRock's size and influence, most of the established Western financial firms would be forced to follow along if BlackRock were compelled to accept a party cell. Talking about a communist party cell. If these Western financial firms responsible for billions of pensioners' savings were compromised, and forced to accept the Chinese Communist Party sell as the price of access to their markets, their boards would be compelled to seek advice from the Communist Party on strategic decisions. All, all, making, all making sense now? Folks, Tucker covered it last night. We've covered it before. Levin's covered it before. The Chinese Communist Party is playing us like a fiddle, and useful idiots on the far left are playing along. Useful idiots in corporate America, useful idiots in the Democrat Party, useful idiots in the Republican Party. We are being played like a fiddle. The Chinese Communist Party is eating us alive. They are getting us to do things that align with their agenda, not our agenda, not freedom and liberty, but authoritarianism and top-downism. Now, does it make sense why they're pushing Chinese Communist Party sales within American companies? Why they're buying off people like Hunter Biden and the Biden family? They are playing us. Why we're shipping our, our oil and buying, we're allowing them to buy some of our oil from our strategic military reserves. Wake up, man. Wake up. Five alarm fires everywhere. And there's nothing China and Russia wants more than to see the fall of a Western-dominated globe where most of the GDP and most of the military power, Western-dominated countries with Western ideologies, they hate it. There's nothing they like to see more than the collapse of all that. All right, let's get to some good news. Been a little bit of a dour show so far. All right, we haven't done this in a while. This is a Ron DeSantis strikes again. Not much of a dancer, but I love Ron DeSantis, best governor in the country. Here we go. Ron DeSantis has given a speech yesterday. And do you know Gavin Newsom, the liberal, radical, failed, slick back hair governor of California? Don't light a match near that guy's hair. It could be really bad. We can have another Michael Jackson episode. Gavin, <laughs> was that a Michael Jackson move? Or no. you, just, that's, you actually sounded like the Michael Jackson. <laughs> I don't know if you did that on that purpose. Was a mistake, that, was very funny. Yeah. that was a mistake. At least he admit, but it's still fun. Let's pretend it wasn't a mistake. He did that on purpose. Gavin Newsom, liberal governor of California. Oddly, has been running ads in Florida. Now, uh, I'm not great at geography, Joe, but they're not exactly close together, right? Florida, California, it's nah. kind of far, right? Yeah, Just I'm not good. At, far, okay, yeah. thank you. Joe's, Joe's, very, Joe's a history geography guy. I'm not. I'm not. I thought they were next door. I just might've blown that. I might've blown that, but. So Gavin Newsom has been running ads here in Florida, which is really strange, which says to me he wants to run for president because Joe Biden is such a pathetic, awful human being. So Ron DeSantis, instead of, you know, uh, instead of just ignoring it, of course, he had the opportunity to hit back and troll Gavin Newsom, and he took it, which I love. And uh, he said this, and I can vouch for this. I have never seen California license plates in Florida. You don't see a lot of them. I don't want to be dramatic, but I've started to see them creeping up now. And he mentions the same thing. Check this out. I can just tell you this. Uh, I was born and raised in this state, and until the last few years, I rarely, if ever, saw a California license plate in the state of Florida. You now see a lot of them. I can tell you, if you go to California, you ain't seeing very many Florida license plates. And so, you know, as, as he was locking down his citizens, he would then go and have these extravagant dinners at the French Laundry uh, to basically rub his citizens' noses in the fact that he was treating them like peasants. You know, in Florida, we weren't locking them down. We lifted our people up. He thinks it's cute that Newsom wants to be president. It's kind of hilarious, right? Gavin Newsom, what a goof. I mean, you can't even compare Florida to California. You can't even compare the two. It's not even close. Nobody, nobody on, if you ever, guys, Justin's been here his whole life. He's got Florida seniority over all of us. I've been here seven years in, uh, seven years, July, July 4th, I moved. So it's just seven years now. 
Guy's been here over a year. Have you ever had a neighbor say, hey, I'm, I'll be honest, have you ever had a neighbor say, I'm leaving Florida because I am moving to California? Not to California. I've had, I did have one neighbor move, one neighbor moved back to New York and then came back. Right? Seriously, came back a year later and was like, I don't know what I was thinking. Right? I have never, ever had a neighbor say, I'm moving to California. A lot of California people coming to Florida now. Okay, that was just kind of funny stuff throwing the show, break up the dour move. But there's a serious part about what Ron DeSantis is doing here in Florida. He took a purple state, which was trending more red, and he did a bunch of conservative stuff. And as I said on my Fox show last weekend, when liberals do conservative stuff, good things happen. When conservatives do conservative stuff, good things happen. When liberals do liberal stuff, bad things happen. And when conservatives do liberal stuff, bad things happen. Here is a conservative, Ron DeSantis, doing conservative stuff about election reform in the state of Florida. I want you to remember as he talks about what he did to clean up elections here. We're seeing it in Wisconsin. We covered that yesterday, dumping ballot boxes now, thankfully. We're seeing it in Florida. I want you to remember elections still matter. Don't tell me votes doesn't matter. Votes don't matter. How did Ron DeSantis get elected if votes doesn't matter? Did Democrats put him in? It may not matter as much because of fraud, but it matters. I get that. Voter fraud's real. Ron DeSantis changed the game in Florida. Conservative Supreme Court justice in Wisconsin changed the voting game in Wisconsin. Elections matter. And I want you to remember one more thing before I play this. We don't have to change election laws in every state, folks. It'd be nice. It'd be excellent. It'd be ideal. But we don't have to. If we get election laws to promote an ease of voting and but making it hard to cheat in enough states that are swing states, all of a sudden, you have that path to 270 in free and fair elections. That makes it a lot more likely. We don't have to change every state. It'd be great, but we don't need everyone. Here's what it looks like when you elect uh, good conservative leaders who do conservative stuff. Check this out. We are creating, for the first time ever, uh, in-state government an Office of Election Crimes and Security to be able to prosecute voter fraud. This bill now requires them to clean their voting rolls every year. And so I think it's important. You're getting an absentee ballot. That means make sure that's your ballot. You, know, you go in to vote, and in, in the process, you show your ID to be able to get in the polling place. You want to make sure the same for the mail. If you ballot harvest in the state of Florida, this is now a third-degree felony that you could be hit with. And so... What some of these uh, elections offices were doing around the country is saying, okay, you can't do that, but we're going to take Zuckerbucks for legal expenses or all these other things. So we've expanded it like, no way. There's not going to be any nook and cranny. You are not getting Zuckerbucks in any of this stuff. That's what it looks like, folks. That's how it's done. A little bit of optimism. Things are changing. I told you we're about to hit that trough. Life and politics are full of vicissitudes, ups and downs, cycles. It'll come back because of people like DeSantis. All right, let me get to this, our next sponsor. And I want to show you how the more good news. The Democrat coalition for winning nationally is totally, completely collapsing. Completely collapsing. And then Politifar strikes again. We are not leaving today's show without showing you again. Just when I tell you the dumbest fact check ever has happened, another one surpasses it. In Politifar. Okay, uh, the Democrat coalition is collapsing. More good news to leave the show today. Their only coalition to win, which they've spoken about openly, folks. It's not a conspiracy theory. You can put it in any video site and listen to speeches by Dick Durbin and Chuck Schumer and others about demographic destiny, whatever crap they want to make up to talk about. They always believed they were going to have this coalition. The coalition was going to be primarily minorities, younger voters, and suburban women. And they thought that was their destiny. It's what they call their demographic destiny. They talk about it all the time. Well, ladies and gentlemen, the coalition only works if younger voters, minorities, and women actually vote for you, right? I mean, this is a, it's not crazy, right? Can we get a fact check around? I mean, that's kind of like a crazy thing to say, right? Here's a morning console, right? Young voters who helped Biden a victory are a big weak spot in the Democrat coalition. How many people, uh, young voters, strongly approve of Biden? 28%. Joe, it's only down a small 31 points since Ow. Biden took office. Just Ow. a bit outside, as Bob Euchre would say. Must be in the front row. Okay, so young voters, eh, not looking so good. Here's another one. Polls spell trouble for Biden with Hispanic voters. The Ow. Hill. 
Hispanic voters are actually at lower approval than some white voters. So minorities, young voters, uh, women, not doing so well. And this isn't going to help with Hispanic voters, folks. Uh, Jill Biden thought it would be a good idea, Jill Biden, to show up in uh, San Antonio and give a speech in front of a primarily Hispanic audience uh, where she compared them first uh, or to tacos, uh, which I'll get to that in a second, um, which I, I, I highly recommend you don't do. That is very insulting to people. Uh, my wife is Hispanic. Um, she doesn't like tacos, by the way. So that's just not a good idea. Um, also, you probably want to learn, if you're going to try to pretend to be like street savvy, how to actually pronounce some of these words. Uh, one of them, I thought she was talking about Bogota, Colombia, when she said this. Raul helped build this organization with the understanding that the diversity of this community, as distinct as the Bogotas of the Bronx, as beautiful as the blossoms of Miami. I'm not kidding. My wife and I both thought she mispronounced Bogota. Yeah, like, I is there too. a big Colombian community? My wife lived in the Bronx, right? Right. I'm like, I is did. she Bogotas? Like multiple Bogotas? And it Bog- one, it's Bo- Bogota or Bogota, as my wife said. It's not Bogota. It's not B-O-G-I-T-A. But apparently that's not what she was saying. Well, even worse, she was trying to talk about bodegas, bodegas, you know, like convenience stores. So she called them Bogotas or Bodegas or whatever. You may want to learn how to pronounce that first. Just an idea. That was after she talked about uh, comparing Hispanic voters to tacos. And I'm going to play this. This is kind of a cut put together by a couple of folks out on the Internet. Remember when Biden, who also tried to pander. By the way, folks, don't. And I'm very serious. No, don't do this. This happens to my wife all the time. I'm talking to libs, not conservatives. Conservatives don't do this. Liberals do. Please don't do this. My wife is Hispanic, okay? She's Colombian. She doesn't see herself, she sees herself as a parent and an American, okay? People do this all the time. They say, oh, you're Colombian. Como estas? She hates that. She always <laughs> yeah. responds, you know, Guy, who, in English, your second language, Guy? Guy doesn't like it either. Just don't do it. He speaks English, Guy, and he speaks great English. The rebutal, he speaks great English. He does. My wife speaks perfectly good English. Guy and my wife communicate in English. You don't have to say, oh, hola, como estas? That's a li-. Every white liberal does that to my wife. And she always tells them, I speak English. It's okay. You don't have, she gets it. Okay. You don't want to compare them to the tacos. And you definitely don't want to do what Joe Biden did, which is play Despacito, whatever he's playing. Like, look at me. I listen to like hip Hispanic lingo. Look at this idiot. Check these two out. And as unique as the breakfast tacos here in San Antonio. <laughs> I just have one thing to say. Hang on here. <laughs> All right. What the folks, please don't do it. I know. I know. It is. Everybody here's cringing. Joe's cringing. He's cringing. Justin is cringing. Now you see why they're at like negative 46% approval with Hispanic voters. Hey, you guys are like tacos. Tacos from the Bogotas. From Bogota? No, Bodegas. You mean Bogota? No, Bodega. Oh, Bodegas. (laughs) We eat tacos from Bodegas. What are you talking about? Oh. All right, one last story. Uh, just, we're going to have to skip the Turley thing. Sorry, guys. Should have told him. We'll get to PolitiFact. I don't want to miss this. You know PolitiFact, the most embarrassing uh, so-called fact checker. I say so-called because they don't check facts at all. They actually promote. They are one of the largest promoters of misinformation in America is PolitiFact. Anytime the Democrats need to run cover for Joe Biden's failing cognitive health, they run right to PolitiFact. Here's the article. Did President Biden read off directions from a teleprompter? Remember the thing we discussed yesterday where he said, repeat the line? Right. Well, I had given, I thought, Joe, a very fair assessment of what happened. I said, it's one of two things. Either Joe Biden said what were instructions in the prompter, repeat the line, not meant to be read, just meaning for him to repeat the line. And he ironically didn't repeat the line, which my wife pointed out after the show, which I forgot to mention. Thank you. And to all the listeners who pointed that out. Or I gave him a fair shake. Did I not? I said, or in the teleprompter, from my experience, it may have said, for emphasis, let me repeat the line. Either way, he screwed up. 
He didn't say, let me repeat the line. He said, repeat the line. We played it three times. We played it on the radio show. Jim actually isolated it out. Or, or it didn't say that. It was an instruction and he read the instruction. Now, of course, Politifars had to jump in here. White House Press Secretary Emily Simon said Biden intended to say, let me repeat the line. No, 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 Politifars. That's not what Emily Simon said that Biden intended to say. Here's the actual tweet from Emily Simons. Emily Simons said nothing of the sort. She tweeted, no, he said, let me repeat that line. Not about intention. This is Politifars. Who wrote the piece? Of course, you got Lewis Jacobson again and Andy Nguyen. Andy's apparently a Berkeley guy, which makes perfect sense. Lewis Jacobson has been an embarrassment since he started working at Politifars. Folks, this is what we're dealing with. This is what we're dealing with. These two, and by the way, they, 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 they conveniently don't describe in detail the chronology of time here. The transcript came out afterwards. You're just taking the White House's word. I said to you, I gave them a fair shake. I was crystal clear. There's a very good possibility that did say in the prompter, let me repeat that line. But that's not what Biden said. And he didn't even repeat the line. So stop the nonsense. You guys are just embarrassing. My gosh, don't you have any dignity? Lewis, Andy, I mean, really? How do you go back to your, you know, your, 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 your significant other and your kids or whatever? How do you go back to them and tell them this is a real job? Lying for a cognitively failing president who sits there and his wife calls, compares people to tacos. Have some personal dignity. Emily Simons meant he intended. That's not what she said. You can read the tweet. Are you guys this dumb? All right. Thanks again for tuning in. But I just got the numbers. Thanks for making us number one again. Unfiltered, my show on Fox. You all are awesome. And another big thanks. They just came in. They come in Tuesday. Uh, We have been flying up the charts on the podcast charts. Thanks to your subscriptions. I told you they matter. Listens obviously matter, but subscribing matters. That's how they put the top charts out there and other people find this. If you wouldn't mind, I ask with, again, humility and respect, subscribe. Sometimes it's called the follow button. It's free. It's free. It's all free. Please go to Apple, Spotify, and Rumble, rumble.com slash Bongino, and subscribe on all three. We would deeply appreciate it. Thanks for tuning in. See you on the radio show later. You just heard Dan Bongino.